Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Hippie Christian Who Cares podcast. My name is Chrissy Baki, and I call myself a hippie Christian. The who cares part is I do care, but also who cares what I have to say. I am not an educated theologian. I am in no way a pastor, priestess, or minister in any way. And yet I kind of think I am because in the Bible, it does say that we are all priests, part of the priesthood. So sometimes I like to pretend I am. But mostly I do this because I just want people to know Jesus. I want people to experience the joy and the peace that I have that is beyond what I can ever explain and experience that too. I also do it because it's almost like a independent study on Jesus and life topics and just conversation and people and goodness and all of that. Um, and so it really does fill me up with that this episode is all about what do you fill yourself up with? I've been a little bit panicky lately because for the longest time, I've been doing this podcast for a little bit over a year, not quite a year and a half, but doesn't matter. But I always had like, like I started off with little series and then I just had, you know, then I went to just individual and I would always have these cool ideas and that were like ahead of time, like maybe even a week ahead of time. And as of late, I feel like I don't get my idea sometimes until last minute. And it isn't because I haven't thought about it. You know, like I, a lot of times when I go to my church and I giggle because I call myself a hippie Christian and I'm probably the epitome of a church goer. So like I'm super stereotypical church goer and volunteer, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I think the reason I say I'm a hippie Christian is because I'm super open to how you worship and what you believe and why you believe it and how does Jesus fit in there and, and, and how we all, when we know Christ, it's like we can all bond on that commonality of Jesus Christ as our risen Lord Jesus and that's so amazing. The rest of it is sort of like earthly, like let's figure it all out. And then we get this amazing opportunity to spend eternity just at the foot of Christ. So there's that. Um, anyways, I digressed with something. It, oh, on um, how I came up with this topic. Honestly, I came up with it about 15 minutes ago and not because I came up with it. 
but because God said, talk about this. And the funny thing is, is that it started with an evening of Bible and brew. We have a new pastor, Pastor Mark, and I love that he's on fire for Jesus and just, you know, already suggesting some cool new things. And one of them is Bible and brew. Go to YouTube, look up Mark Renner, R-E-N-N-E-R, Pastor Mark Renner, and you'll see a YouTube on Bible and Brew, and it's it's cool. There were about nine people there, and we started talking a little bit about a Bible verse, but then, of course, you get off topic and just talking about lots of other things, and true crime came up. And, you know, is anybody interested in, like, those true crime podcasts or true crime movies or TV shows or whatever? And... I giggle because mostly I'm just a big scaredy cat that if I get wrapped up in it, then my brain just thinks of it and ponders it. And then I feel like, oh, I've just filled myself with yuckiness. And, and that's not judging people who dig it because I get it. There's this interesting curiosity that comes with, you know, what exactly did happen and how come that isn't solved and how do murders go unsolved and all that interesting stuff. But it, it, it reminded me of all the things that we are interested in and that we fill ourselves up with. I mean, honestly, too, even what we eat and what we drink and medicine that we take and anything that we take in physically that we fill ourselves up with emotionally and spiritually as well. And so I just want everybody to think about the things that you are filling yourself with. You have heard the expression, you are what you eat. And we know what that means. <clears throat> it means when you have a diet of, you know, a good balance of healthy eating, you know, maybe along with not so healthy eating, but a good balance, you tend to be a healthier person physically. That's not always the case. There's always that person that is very thin that eats chips and a candy bar every day at break time and they stay skinny and you eat it two days a week and you gain 15 pounds. I know, right? How fair is that? You know what I mean though. Overall, there's healthy connections to eating foods that are good for you versus foods that are known to do bad things to our body. <clears throat> you are what you eat, you are what you drink, you are what you take in. And again, that's pretty vague and broad and, you know, not specific. And there's always an exception to every rule. But when you think about it, people who are always taking in the negative news, who are always looking at 
you know, the percentage of rain that's going to happen or, you know, the economy or the political state or, you know, where things are at with the pandemic. Sometimes they have like a negative tone to them. Or when, when you do abuse food or alcohol or drugs or sex or anything that exercise, like you can abuse exercise too. Those things have an impact. And so filling your body with good things is good eating, good sleeping, good taking care of yourself, but it's also filling yourself up with something more than just daily grind kind of stuff. You know, if, if true crime, listening to that kind of podcast, if you find it enjoyable, I don't think that's such a bad thing. If you find, um, that playing like crazy video games, Mortal Kombat, I don't know any of their names. I think that I'm getting that right. If I'm not, it's embarrassing, but you know, those ones where they're kind of violent and it's crazy, but there's that adrenaline rush and you're not, you know, you're not really in combat with real human beings. So is there any harm? Probably not. And yet if, if it goes beyond healthy, then it is. And I, I, I think sometimes that's where we have to be careful. You know, if the music that we're listening to is all negative or condescending or hostile, you know, what does that do to our thinking? What does that do to our attitude? And, you know, there's a couple of songs out there, like I talked about that when you really listen to them there, you're like, oh my gosh, those words are so bad. And yet somehow the tune is catchier than anything. And there's been a couple of times where I've just absolutely said, I will not listen to that song because it is just not good. Um, but then there's other times too. I'm like, I know that song isn't good, but it's so much fun. Weird, right? So, so I think there's some balance in there, you know, and I, and I'm not saying like to be sinful. I mean, good luck trying not to be. But what I'm saying is when we think about what we put into our bodies and when we know that what we're doing isn't good. And I'm just going to say like vacation Bible school week, I was eating sugared cereal in the morning with kids at our breakfast time. And we had pancakes one day. There was sausage, which was delicious. But for the most part, it was sugared cereal in the morning. It was cookies at snack time. It was McDonald's for lunch with my grandchildren. And then, you know, by the evening, I'm pretty sure I was like strung out on some other kind of candy pizza or other fried food is a bad week. And 
it made me feel heavy and bogged down. And so I know that I just need to change those habits for that week and turn it around and balance it out and get back on track. I think we need to do that with our thinking too and and the information that we are putting into our heads. I think it's important to be in a constant state of learning. Whether it is learning um, about your hobby or your favorite sports team or, you know, certainly celebrities, movies, things like that, you know, learning about, you know, some of that kind of stuff or books that you're interested in or, you know, gardening or things that you're interested in, you find yourself wanting to learn about them, looking it up on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or, or the TikTok, you know, TikTok taught me, um, like they made that famous pretty quick because it's true. You look up, um, recipes on TikTok and, you know, how to turn your t-shirt into a tank top and, you know, how to salvage, you know, old boots or something, you know, being in, in a constant state of learning is good because it keeps your brain moving and thinking and that's good stuff. I, for me, I like doing that with, with my spirituality. I like learning something new. I want to hear what people think. I don't always want to be right. And I say always because I know there's sometimes I do. I like to think what I think and know what I know and feel what I feel. But I'm interested in that for all of you too. And when, when I sit down and have a conversation, it's in, I always learn something. Like I said, I went to that Bible and brew and it was just, it was just fun. Um, the scripture was, um, John three sixteen and 17. And it is for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will have eternal life. And the second part is that, um, Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn it, but to save it. And as we were talking about those who believe will have eternal life, it got onto the subject of baptism. And, and I liked Pastor Mark saying that, you know, God saves people in a wide variety of ways. Um, you know, when they profess their faith, you know, he has already died on a cross for them. And when somebody is baptized, there's, you know, that is a gift of salvation, so to speak, and the gift of salvation that's found in communion. 
And the cool part about Christianity is it's never about what we do. We just accept this gift from God. And that is amazing. So that I, I liked looking at baptism and communion as gifts of salvation and the fact that God is God. And who am I to say, you know, this is how you're saved. You know, God gets to choose that. And he can save whoever he wants, you know. So when somebody dies and someone's like, well, I'm not sure if they were saved. Yeah, you probably aren't because you're not God, right? And so I love filling myself up with spirituality and I love reading my Bible and I need to do it more often, but every time I do, there's, it, it is God speaking to me. I love reading devotions. Billy Graham, like he's old school, but wow, Billy Graham has some really good stuff. It's, um, look for a 1976 version day, um, day by day, Billy Graham, good stuff. I think it was actually written by somebody else, but it was the words of Billy Graham um, from various speaking engagements and sermons and prayer and whatever. It's so good. Um, I've mentioned Chad Bird before. He does a book called Unveiling Mercy. That's a really cool um, devotion that takes Old Testament scripture, a Hebrew word, and points to Jesus with it. So cool. I love books. Hosanna Wong, How Not to Save the World was a really cool book. And I love um, like the version app on my phone where you can get just a ton of devotions. And it's interesting because I was fully immersed in vacation Bible school last week and found myself not reading my devotions and not reading my Bible and not, I was doing a good job praying, but not so much filling me up. And when you empty yourself, it's, it's also good to fill you back up and, and just find different ways of how do you fill yourself up. And sometimes that's in fellowship with other people as well as, you know, um, independent study. So there's lots of ways that you can do that. I do love that God gives us everything in the world to take in and soak up and learn and try and do and enjoy. And so I think some of my hippie Christian comes from, you can find Jesus in just about anything. I know that some people find yoga almost non-Christian because it started off as a sort of an 
Eastern Indian worship religious kind of thing. And I, and I do get that. Um, I think that in the context of which I do yoga, nobody's asking me to worship another God. I wouldn't do it. Or when it comes to um, self-meditation, for me, that is so such a prayerful moment for me. For me, I feel in tune with Jesus Christ um, as I do the yoga moves. And let me just tell you, it's not a pretty picture, but somehow I picture yoga with Adrian and me looking like Adrian when I do my moves. And yet I'm pretty sure it's, you know, a female version of Chris Farley doing the moves, but that's okay. You know what I mean? Maybe somebody's looking at me going, boy, if she can do it, I can do it too. And that's a good thing. So I don't think there's anything wrong with filling yourself up with a variety of things. I think though, the enjoyment and the fulfillment that comes with art or music or gardening or golfing or bass fishing. Yep, I said it, Paul, bass fishing and gardening, Judy and Susie. Lots of you, um, you know, um, Becca the artist and Becca the Excel sheet artist, um, Leah, when you are working out or when you are riding your motorcycle. I mean, so many of you have cool hobbies and things that you do. And that, that some people will say that takes away from God. And I disagree. I know that when my mom gardened, there was something about touching the earth that made her feel close to God. And I know that when my father-in-law fished or hunted, he felt like God was blessing him when he caught a fish or when he, um, you know, was when he shot a squirrel. And I'm just going to say it, which is interesting because I was telling him I hate squirrels one time. And he said, oh, Chrissy, when I was young and I would was able to go hunting, um, I just always felt like it was like God was really blessing me when I was able to shoot a squirrel. And I'm like, okay, thanks, Harv. Now I don't want to hate squirrels anymore. I still kind of do, but I also think that when they show up, it's like Harv saying, hey, don't forget not to hate on the squirrels. Anyways, I think that when you know God and when you are in a relationship with Christ, Everything you do points to him. And and as you fill yourself up with this knowledge that Jesus is in every daily activity and with us every time 
we are filling ourselves up physically or spiritually, that helps us to get to know him better and and just including him in our activities fills us up. And I love that. So I want to fill you up with a little information about how I do this podcast and then we will return. Thank you for listening to my commercial. And I hope that I'm not just rambling because I do tend to ramble, but this podcast is a little bit like the Tell Me Something Good podcast, and I won't sing it this time, even though I'm super tempted. The whole idea of think of the things that were noble and pure and good and praiseworthy and excellent, blah, 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 blah. However, this is the very active part. This is the, when you think about those things, that is a form of filling you up. But also in what you look at, what you hear, um, what you put into your body, those are physical ways that we fill ourself up. Um, and it's funny because I couldn't help, but, um, somehow I, it's funny cause I'm not super musical in terms of being able to play instrument or sing very well. And yet I find myself really loving music and always sort of thinking of music. And somehow I speak about it in my podcast a lot, but when I was thinking about filling up. I was wondering if there was any songs that had that in, and then it came to me, John Denver's, You Fill Up My Senses. But isn't that perfect? Like when you love somebody, how all of your senses are affected. And and when he says, you fill up my senses, um, like a night in the forest, and then he goes all the way on with all the other things of things that you can see, that you can feel, that you can touch and taste and all that good stuff. I love that. I think that's a really good way of how we fill ourselves up. But I also couldn't help about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I came across a verse um, as I started digging around that said, um, in Exodus 31, 3. And I have filled him with the spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills. Like that was cool to me because he's filling him with the spirit of God, with the Holy Spirit. And with the Holy Spirit comes wisdom and understanding comes the ability to gather knowledge. And then it says, and all kinds of skills. So it is by the power of the Holy Spirit that we are able to think of things and 
understand things and learn things and gain that knowledge and these skills that we have. I loved that in Luke, it talked about somebody not even born and somebody very old being filled with the spirit. In Luke 1.15, he's talking about um, John, who would become John the baptizer. And he says, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. So he's talking about this baby in the womb will be filled with the Spirit. And we know that's true because when Mary is pregnant and she comes to see a pregnant Elizabeth, um, baby John leaps in Elizabeth's womb. And if you are a female that has ever been pregnant and felt a baby move or somewhat leap in your womb, you know that is an amazing feeling. And I can only imagine when that baby's spirit filled. Also, in Zechariah's song, um, Zechariah was John the Baptist's father, and he was an old guy who had this baby. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit. And prophesied. Cool stuff, though, in regards to how the Holy Spirit works and how the Holy Spirit fills us. And there's there's more. Sorry for the long pause. It wasn't a dramatic pause. It was just because I couldn't quite get my mouse to hit stop recording. And then when I start the recording, it just always has a little bit of a pause. So sorry about that. But the dramaticness is important because after Jesus is born, lives, dies, raises again, or I shouldn't say again, raises from the dead, lives on earth for 40 days and ascends into heaven, there's he leaves us with his Holy Spirit. And he says, you know, when physical me goes away, Holy Spirit me is going to be with you. And that makes it physically possible for me to be everywhere all the time. Otherwise, like Jesus is cloned and then it just sounds dorky and, you know, very... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sci-fi, is that right? But just dorky is what it is. Because, you know, millions of Jesuses all around just wouldn't feel real, would it? But the Holy Spirit, everywhere you go, with me, with you, with all of us, in thousands of millions of countries across the universe, is awesome. And so in Acts, in the New Testament, it is the beginning of church, the beginning of people worshiping together and coming to know Christ. 
And when they do, they are filled with the Holy Spirit. So Acts 2, 4 says, All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Acts 4, 31, After they prayed, the place they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. I also like it when um, Ananias went to place his hands on Saul's eyes. And so I cracked up because I was telling the story, uh, one of the stories of Paul to um, the littles at Vacation Bible School. And I said, so Saul, you know, this terrible person who killed Christians meets Jesus on the way on the road to Damascus and Jesus comes in this form of blinding light that blinds Saul and they lead him into the city and he's blind for three days and then Jesus calls on Ananias to go and touch Saul's eyes and Ananias was like nope no no, thank you. Um, he kills people, so I just assume not. Good. Thanks for asking, though. And Jesus convinces him to do it. And so um, in Acts nine seventeen, then Ananias went to the house and entered it. And placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's cool. It is the Spirit that gives us everything we need to fill ourselves up with wisdom, um, the ability to understand others, the ability to gain knowledge of all kinds and the ability to have all kinds of skills. Everything that we do, the Spirit of God is there. And the Spirit of God is there whether we know it or not. The Spirit of God is caring for us when we're thinking of other things. And sometimes we just have to be careful on our balance in what we're filling ourselves up with. I say that more for myself than I do any of you, because I'm sure all of you are smarter than I am and do a much jo better job balancing life. Even when I get off my good balance of filling myself up with devotions and Bible reading and church and fellowship and those kinds of things, God is still there. He doesn't leave and abandon me when I am not balancing life. He's there and he's present and he's available anytime that I am ready to call on him. And no doubt there are times where he has acted in my life when I didn't even call on him. 
And that is what is so amazing, that when you know Jesus, he is so present and he just fills us up so much. And I love that he gives us so much to be, to fill ourselves up with. And he's present in all of it. And, and we, when we look for him and we see him in all of it, it gives us such an abundant life. I know some Christians that don't like to fill their heads with anything like secular music or secular movies or secular books. And I understand that to a point, you know, not everything out there is good and pure and praiseworthy. I also, for myself, sometimes know that if I watch something, I need to discern and I need to know what is, be able to um, take the good and leave the bad and um, understand what's going on in the world. And, and, and I, I just feel like if I stick to all things completely Christian, I don't even know what I mean by that, but you know what I mean by that, all churchy, religious-y things, you know, how am I going to talk to anybody else? How am I, how am I going to understand? And I think of Jesus Christ himself. He went out and mingled and talked and had dinner parties with, you know, sinners. And I giggle because, you know, they say that if, um, you know, they were so mad at Jesus for hanging around um, tax collectors and sinful people. But if Jesus didn't hang around sinners, he would be alone. We just all look at sin differently. And so we judge one sin over the others, but we're all sinful. And so for me, God gives me all these things I can fill myself up with. And it is through art and it is through grandchildren and it is through music and yoga and sometimes running when I like to run and other exercise um, and food and fun and all kinds of craziness that God gives me to fill me up. But he also gives me the power of the Holy Spirit and he fills me with the Holy Spirit so that I am able to have wisdom and have understanding and knowledge and in the skills that he blesses me with. So sometimes when I'm recording, I will record a little bit and I'll mess up or I repeat something like two or three times or I don't know, it's just bad. And so I stop the recording and I delete it and I start over. Well, I'm doing it this time only because as I was finishing with a powerful conclusion 
Crystal Gale kept coming in my brain. Um, I don't know if you remember Crystal Gale, um, kind of circa maybe late 70s, um, and her song, So Fill Me Up to the Top, Oh Don't You Stop Till I'm Overflowing Love. Yeah, I'm going to stop there, but I think it's called Fill Me Up. Yeah, I kind of loved Crystal Gale. Corny, right? Well, here's the thing. I think that song is pretty good because you do want to fill yourself up to the top and overflow with the love of Jesus. And I'm going to leave you, whether you are in a good place today or in a rotten place today, we have those seasons and God doesn't leave us and he will fill us up with what we need. So I'm going to use Romans 15, 13 as a verse that can be a blessing and a prayer for all of you. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Have a wonderful week. Look up that Crystal Gale song. I sing so bad. I am so sorry. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.